By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Have you seen the slash? Made by users for users. Engineered for flavor. One of the coolest features around. A built-in loading tool. Learn more at www.stonesmiths.ca. of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast, bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Always great when I can chat uh, cannabis with the business of cannabis and Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. You can check out the website greengencompany.com and find out how Melka can help you. And uh, Melka, you're on the road right now in uh, what I'm thinking is probably sunny BC while I look at snowy Alberta. <laughs> and um, I, I love the uh, the lead topic that we're getting into right away here. And that's yeah. the ending the stigma versus normalizing cannabis. And and I wonder as you're, as you're just going to discuss this, if they're kind of one and the same, one kind of leads yeah. to the other. Yeah, they are the same thing. I mean, technically speaking, I think they should be the same thing. But I would the reason I'm bringing it up is because I have been it has been brought to my attention that talking about ending the stigma is a negative thing. I didn't think it was. I thought it was kind of positive, but apparently it comes across as being negative. So I wanted to clarify that and and why ending a stigma is a bad thing. And and here's why. It's because it's not a verb. <laughs> ending uh it the word stigma is is a noun not a verb so there's no action around it there is kind of a vague thing what is it we don't know it's a bunch of layers of stuff but normalizing cannabis is an action word normalizing in me is something that you can do something that people can tangibly or try and tangibly do and when, what we do when we talk about it all the time is normalize it so cannabis in its use and can talking about it like we do here on the show every week that's a normalizing activity where the more people do stuff like that, the more they recognize it's, it's a normal thing. It's not weird or alien or bizarre or something they should have some sort of discontent around. Um, and I, I use this quote because the plain language that Ashley Newman brought up in our Truth on Cannabis podcast, um, which is now uh, available on my website, Truth on Cannabis, she, did it, she said it best when she said that stigma is really just someone's opinion at a point in time, which is totally true. And the cool part about it is that people's opinions change. That's a normal part of human thinking, behavior, logic, is that they just need more, sometimes just more exposure to pieces that add up for them to be that truth. And that helps them be think about it in a more normal way. So that's really all this is, is by adding up normal activities that people see in their everyday life, including cannabis use or talking about it or how people you're using it, just by talking about it and not hiding it, Therefore, you're normalizing it. Therefore, you're ending the stigma. And that's essentially what this is all about. The, the piece around this that I really wanted to, to spotlight, though, was about 
um, in the U.S. So the U.S. perspective around cannabis is somewhat different and somewhat similar to ours, but it's sort of, I would say, uh, it's in the opposite way. So cannabis doesn't need to be legal to be normal. I mean, if you think of Hollywood, and you do this every week about the stoner movies and that you're focusing on characters that were in some way stigmatized for their cannabis use for whatever reason. That's sort of a, a piece that you always often mention. And in the U.S., they don't have federal legalization, although people really want them to for some reason. That's still something we're moving towards. But Biden has sort of made it clear in his last speech it's not high on his agenda, um, which is fine because they have MSOs or multi-state operators is what MSO means, which is multiple states that have cannabis legalization and normalization. And this harkens back to our my friend Pauline, who's an 80-year-old woman who goes and buys her topical CBD oil at the grocery store because it's good. She likes it. So it's normal for her. It's not cannabis. It's CBD oil and it's great. So that's what I mean is that in Canada, we stigmatize cannabis by making it a legal thing that's not well understood. And the rules around it have con constantly, they're still changing and they're not really clear and they don't tell us when they're not being updated. But really, this is all about normalizing the use, seeing more people try it in different ways, talking about how it's helped them in some way, even if it's not from a marketing or advertising perspective. But until we get the numbers back, like the financial metrics on how cannabis as an industry is doing, which we have not yet seen. There has not been real return on investment for the investors that started on day one and where are they now? Um, there has largely been zero evidence of true month over month positive returns from the LPs. Now the retail stores is a different story, but I'm going to say that the month over month return on investment from the people that initially put their money in have not seen that return. And that's the reason why there's been this massive, you know, problem against investing in cannabis. So therefore the stigma around that it's just, we just don't know why and what, like, what's the point. And they haven't seen it from a business perspective. And that's really what it's about is we need to normalize it from an everyday perspective so everybody can use it and see that it has value to everybody. And when it's normal, then it can be more, of a thing that is investable from an industry perspective and their, that stigma from the financial side will go away. And that's really what I'm trying to get at here with normalization versus stigma. Right, right. Well, when, you know, when it becomes normal, there is no stigma and, and, and that's right. how it all leads to from one thing to the other. And, and, you know, as, as we talk about all the time and discuss education is the, uh, the centerpiece in all of this and, and, and not just educating people who already use cannabis about things like it's not just about THC, but educating people that are, are unfortunately have uh, this point of view uh, towards cannabis. So there is still a lot of work to do, but that's why we do this show every week and why you do the things uh, that you do. And that's why our change maker does what he does. So tell us a little bit about uh, why Earl Oliver is the change maker today. I've uh, had the privilege of having him on this uh, program. So tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. Yeah, and as a result of you having on your program, I also interviewed him for The Truth on Cannabis, and I found his story to be incredibly different than everyone else's that I've ever talked to, actually, which is why I think of him as a change maker in this way. So Earl didn't start out, his background is not in cannabis growing. He's actually from a Silicon Valley startup world. So when he, when I talk about the, the references around startups, that's from Earl explaining how similar, and in this case, how painfully similar 
the startup world is to cannabis. It is a startup world. So what happened to Earl is he's a wonderful person. First of all, he loves his plants more than like life itself. I would say he's very dedicated to his, what he's learned as becoming a, a cultivator and an LP. But this week or February 5th, he requested to be paid back a loan from the company that he essentially invested in and the, to, and then to consider his resignation. Um, and because he knew that they had been paid for their their work that they had done and their, their product had been paid by Shelter, who was their brand that took them through processing. So basically he put this out on Twitter. He was very public and vocal about what happened. And here's the story. So he requested a, for, the, for a loan that he had paid to the company to be repaid and he knew that the money was there. Like it was not like it was an offside request. He got a fraction of the money that he requested back and, um, you know, basically went to work. He went off to a trip, uh, visit Alberta to go visit the stores to promote the Gnome Stark brand with Kylie and Parkland Flower and did visits to Calgary and Lethbridge. And in typical company fashion, so public company, IPOs or PubCo as he references, his resignation with the fact that they didn't pay him the back the full loan was accepted while he was on vacation touring stores to promote the product. And like a driven entrepreneur, this is his words, like a driven entrepreneur, I was spending my vacation touring cannabis retail stores and promoting the brand that he built in Calgary and Lethbridge with um, Kylie and the people of Park on Flower because he loves talking to the retailers. He loves talking to the people that talk to the people that buy the products. And that is a true entrepreneurial spirit and heart. You want to know what the people think. So he was off doing this. And while that happened, he essentially got let go from his own company as the public that are publicly traded. And, and he's really upset about this because he's going to miss the plants. He's going to miss what he's built as a, as a leader of this company. He's going to miss his red congelees growing up uh, in his, um, you know, in the built, in the rooms that he built with, with Mike, his master grower. And he says in his, in his comments, every night he downloaded the photos from the security camera, meticulously color collecting and cropping each time-lapse frame because he was so dedicated to what he had done and he's really feeling shafted essentially is what's happened and being pushed aside by this publicly traded company in which he was part of that group and and so he's he's no longer working for gnome star he's changed his uh social media and stuff to just be dr earl oliver which he is a doctor uh, a phd and i believe he flew into Cal to vancouver again last night and we have plans to meet this week so i have lots of exciting things for him and i believe that he is a game changer and i would like to honor him with that and hopefully i'll have some exciting opportunities to share with him when we speak next uh, i'm looking forward to seeing uh, what he is going to do next and so that leads us to uh, a real quick version of what it means to be green and why is the grass greener in bc well, first of all, it's beautiful and sunny here, and the grass is technically green. It's spring. Although last night there was this massive windstorm that like took out power off most of the West Coast. So that was why things changed on my side. But we were, it, as Alberta is digging itself out of winter for a third third time, uh, we're driving on this trip. We came from Calgary out to BC and very windy roads on the southern route, uh, all the way almost to the U.S. border. And we were stopping at little towns along the way. So Jimmy's Cannabis Shop is in Castlegar. Uh, my husband commented how this there's a cannabis shop, there's a bagel shop, there's a coffee place and a sushi place all next to each other in this one uh, strip mall in Castlegar. He's like, I'm home. Like, I've got everything I need right here. <laughs> he was very happy to walk into Jimmy's Cannabis Shop, find all of his amazing products. And if you check out my Twitter, I featured a couple of side-by-side -side comparisons of 
some beautiful pre-rolls that they had uh, for sale. So there was a ready can and uh, another ca cannabis product on my Twitter account and my Instagram, which I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, uh, Dean and anyone else. And the last thing is that my, my nine-year-old daughter was able to obviously point out every legal cannabis store along the way, because it's obvious what they look like from the outside, and the telltale signs of the frosted windows and their logo that somehow includes a, a cannabis a, a flower, flower or cannabis leaf. And that was what it means to be green in BC, is that there are stores everywhere, the grass is greener on in this province, and hopefully someday soon we'll all get to enjoy it here as well. No doubt. Uh, enjoy the trip. I can't wait to hear more about it next week. And people can find out how Malka can help you at greengencompany.com. Thanks, Malka. Thanks, Dean. and follow us on social media at the cannabis 101 on twitter at the cannabis 101 podcast on instagram and at the canna 101 podcast on facebook you can email us at cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com